Blog Talk Radio. It's the Willie Will Show. Call in and speak your mind. Every Wednesday at 9. I swear that it's going down. Willie Will Show. 9 to 9. Hold up a silk, 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 silk. It's the Willie Will Show. Yo, 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 what's poppin' on this October 25th, 2007, 9 p.m. Central, like we do each and every week, except the weeks we miss, we comin' live in full effect each and every Wednesday, doing it big. Uh, sorry about last week, uh, you know, we had a little father, fatherly things. Both of us had things going on, so uh, we had to cut the, we had to, to uh, cancel the show last week. Um, Wilts is having a hard time, I believe, paying his, uh, paying his internet bill, so he won't be able to make it. So I want y'all to reach out to Wilts uh, on Facebook, uh, Joe Wilts. Um, I think it's Joseph Wilts on uh, on Facebook. Reach out to him. Press that cash cash button and send him a little donation so we can uh we can have him back and he can get his internet connected man but uh since we don't have my man wilt in the house i had to bring in my man if you haven't noticed uh this is will and wilt's episode 22 um outsiders talk non-boxing podcast um so i had to bring my man rc in and uh we got right to his name what was that that was in two minutes that was two minutes until. Did you see how I did that, RC? Welcome to the show. I see things are running a little bit differently when when Will is the host. Hey, it's nice to be here with on the Will and Will show. Uh, I, I like how you really put them on blast like that. So now we could get the GoFundMe started for Will or for Will's <laughs> internet bill, whatever. Uh, I'll be making a donation to that. But um, you know, I'm I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm a friendly correspondent at this point in time. Uh, I really wish Wilts could be here because I enjoyed him as well. But hey, man, um, it's a it's a it's a different side of the fence on this on this way from the grass. So uh, uh, good job, Will. I like how you did that really quickly, though. Sometimes you get a story going involved and you just kind of run with it. And you know, I like to talk a lot, so sometimes that happens. But uh, you're a pro, my man, and I'm doing good. You know, no, it's all good, man. You know, I'm just taking taking shots as usual. That's what you know. That's what I love to do, man. But <laughs> oh, of course. But let's. Uh, well, yeah, uh, like I said, um, Will couldn't make it this week, and and you know I just hit my boy RC, and like that he's in. You know, uh, I think we uh, we didn't know what was going on with Will until a little later. So I called RC like maybe twenty minutes ago, seeing if he was down, and he and and, and he was definitely in, man. So so before I'm ready to play, let's just coach. go ahead. All right, man. So let's we're gonna get into our first our first little. Uh, a little thing. No, 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 no. My fault, my fault. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. This is what we're going to say mm. first. Yeah. Here come the Astros burning with desire. Burning with desire. Here come the Astros with winning on the mind. Winning on the mind, Astros. You know, we'll put it out there. Uh, <laughs> game one, Verlander's on the mound right now as we speak. So we're just going to uh, cross our fingers and hope we beat these uh, L.A. jabronis up, man. But uh we get into that, yeah, fuck L.A., man. Except for my brother and all my peeps out there. Really not fuck L.A. Shout out to everybody out there losing their shit out there. Uh, they lost everything. But as far as baseball, fuck them, man. But we're going to keep it West Coast. Because I got a lot of love for this guy right here. This is a guy who musically changed my life. This is a guy who put love into hip-hop, who brought sharing and caring into hip-hop. And then he gets jumped by whole-ass niggas. If you haven't heard, uh, Lil B was at a, um, a, uh, I think there was a Bay Area fest called Loud something, uh, the Loud Fest. A Boogie with the hoogie. I don't know who the hell he is, but they jumped him. We'll play this a little exclusive from from Provoke TV. It's all good. I said something about Boogie music, and they all got mad, and they jumped me about that. So it's all good. A little bit of controversy happened today, but overall, what was the experience of Rolling Loud for you? 
yeah, I mean, there's something to really, you know, it's, it's, it's one to not forget, you know, but I'm going to take how I'm going to run with it is positivity for myself, you know, and really use this to show people to make sure that you don't retaliate with violence. I'm not going to retaliate with violence. I love them. I love Boogie and his whole crew, and I'll hang out with them, you feel me? We can shake hands after this if they want to chop it up and talk to me. But, you know, it's just, it's just, I think some people need to not be so violent, you know what I'm saying? Because that's not what it's about. Like, you know, hip-hop is a little too violent, so I think that folks should, you know, not hear everybody, but there's some folks that are representing the culture that need to, you know, just kick back. It ain't all about being all violent. You feel me? It ain't about that. What in the world are you still doing here, man? A lot of people in your situation, they, they would have left. You still got on stage. You know, you, you're done performing, and now you're walking around backstage, man. A lot of people would have been gone, man. What, what's, what's keeping you around? The people, man. And, you know, I'm real. You feel me? Like, I really do this. You know, it's really love, and I really do this, bro. It's like that shit didn't phase me. You know what I'm saying? Like 15 motherfuckers, 10 motherfuckers jump me, you know what I'm saying? But I love them. And I mean that, bro. And it ain't no funny other shit. Like I mean Why that. you have so much love in your heart, man? Like, Because I'm blessed. You know, and I, I got good people like you. And there's a lot of people that really root for me, bro. And that love my music. And love what I do. So what I'm going to do is just give the people the, that, that, that music that they need. And I'm going to explain it to them to the music, bro. And get a world what they need and take over. Period. Shout out to Revolt for that uh that exclusive little B interview after the tape, man. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. I had uh I have a, a little recording of me after I saw this video, man. I, I'm gonna play this too, man. RC, tell me if you uh tell me what you think. This is uh this is me. Let's I hear. think this was yesterday. This was on Instagram yesterday after I found out little B had got jumped, man. Oh, I'm about to be on some real murder shit, eh? God damn, that was me. But <laughs> but little B, he brought that love back. Little B is the only one that I know that could get jumped, get back up, brush yourself off, and take the W. And take the W. Now he he did a lot of snitching. He was saying a boogie with the hoodie a lot, but he also. So I don't, you know, that's I sort of feel a little a little. A little something about that, but they also put the video out, and they also, you know, I think the guy, I don't know who A Boogie with the hoodie is. I'm guessing he's from, uh, he's a, a, a young New York rapper. But I don't know, did you see Little B get jumped? He is a West Coast legend, a West Coast pioneer. You're on the West Coast, so I know you should have nothing but love for Little B. Am I right, R.C.? Um, I think you'd be stretching it a little bit by saying a West Coast legend, but he is definitely a West Coast humanitarian, and Myself being a humanitarian myself, uh, I, I really felt bad to see him in that video where you had all those guys stomping him out. And for him to take photos after, like everything's cool, and to talk about the things that he said afterwards, uh, such a better guy than I am because, you know, um, if, if something like that were to happen to me, um, it, it, it's go time. But uh, a man that's truly, uh, as he said, blessed, and he doesn't have to get into this petty stuff. And you kind of take it back to wish that if he had, or not he, but if we had people like this back in the early 90s or, or whatever like that, we could possibly have stuff get situated where it didn't have to resort to so much violence. On the West Coast, when you had talk about Tupac when he got murdered, you know, uh, whether it was Fat Tone or not, uh, th- that remains to be, that's just going to be a mystery. Uh, when it comes to, or that was actually Mac Dre, I'm sorry, wrong person there. Uh, Mac Dre, another West Coast Bay Area guy who got gunned down because of some bullshit that happened. The the violence in hip-hop was really about it, about it, you know, when I was coming up. And right now it just seems gentrified. It's a little bit of uh, Twitter beef, uh, Instagram beef, where you got all this stuff going on. But to see Lil B handle it like a consummate profession, uh, and to, to, to take it the way he did going about the high road. I just look back at if, if things like that could have happened back in the day, 
if we had Tupac, a man that was ahead of his time, talking about police brutality and issues that we are facing today, that he was talking about back in the early days, if we could have someone like that. I mean, if we had a Tupac in 2017 with this Donald Trump stuff going on, uh, it'd really be some something to look at, you know. Um, but Lil B, uh, really cool guy, uh, was with him when he was in the pack and all that stuff, you know. Um, he he had some joints, and um, a, a real a, a real humanitarian, as I mentioned, and I really think that it's some sucker shit for for a boogie and his crew to jump him the way they did. That was a weak jump, man. And you know, I don't know how many people were in there. I didn't count when I looked at weak. the video, but it seemed to me it was like at least ten dudes in there, and that was a weak jump, man. Like if anything, that makes that makes boogie look bad because I mean, you know, my man's was still standing and still good to go. If you got all those kind of dudes, if I got 10 dudes in my crew to jump somebody, they're not going to be kicking it afterwards, taking pictures, doing interviews and stuff like that. They're going to be, you know, uh, getting that tube snuffed down the nose. But when it comes to stuff like that, man, it's just some sucker shit. I mentioned it on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast that we're doing. It, it, sucker shit is everywhere, especially in 2017 and moving forward. We're, we're full of it. it. It's a whole lot of sucker shit, but for, for a man to take a stand, and to say he's about peace and love, um, you know, he, he took a back seat to some of the Bay Area rap that was going on over here because uh, I'll be honest with you, like, the when you're talking about the West Coast and the Bay Area, it's two different worlds, completely different worlds. Uh, and, and the Bay Area, they, those guys are still on some of the same stuff that they've been on since 2006, I 2005, which, which is not just, yeah, not a disrespect because that's their own world out there. You know, I got family out there, and, and they still they still, they still still digging it, and that's just what they do. Um, but Lil B was not about the violence that the same characters out there that are making a career off of were about. So you you got to understand that people are going to take a, a step back and, and lean forward towards some stuff that which they're, you know, favoritism about. So Lil B getting jumped the way he did and, and uh, being as good as he was afterwards, I mean, you know, you just got to give your – you got to tip your cat. I mean, I, I tip your cap. I don't know if I would be the same type of way in my situation, but Lil B is uh, – I mean, you see what he did to KD's foot? You know, if he want to put a curse on somebody, he can get you. But, uh, you know, the base guy is a cool dude, um, and, and I really hated to see that because you just never – I mean, I'm not for one to follow these, uh, these uh, websites where – you know, world star for one, whenever you want to put somebody on for getting beat up and stuff like that. I don't like violence like that. Uh, and it's crazy to say because we're such like, you know, how we came up from from the violence of boxing and how we we cover that. But I don't like seeing amateurs doing bar fights and stuff like that because all it takes is one wrong hit to the temple or something like that. Or if my man Lil B fell down a, a certain way on a certain edge of something and he would have been a paraplegic. So, you know, uh, I'm glad that he's okay, and I'm even more glad that he's being um, the bigger man in this situation. But, you know, man, for for A Boogie and his crew, that's some sucker shit, man. I don't know how those guys – I'm pretty sure they were bragging about it, like, yo, we, we mopped up Lil B. Y'all see that video? But y'all ain't do shit, man. You had all them dudes doing all that weak shit. Y'all might as well have been on Monday Night Raw giving some – some uh, kicks like The Rock used to do and some fake elbows because you ain't even put my man down like that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm with you. Um, they did. I think. Uh, I think a boogie, whoever this guy is, you know. Uh, after the outlash, I want you to speak a little bit about uh, how you feel about him. Keep on him saying a boogie like a thousand times. A boogie jumped me. If that's snitching or not. But uh, before we get there, one thing is, a boogie. He uh, he got on Twitter. He didn't. I don't think people don't realize the effect that Lil B has across the globe. See, guys like you, when you say he isn't a pioneer, it's like, you, it's like you're not really getting what Lil B has done for the game. There are, two, there are two fathers. There's the father and there's the godfather of these new rap guys. How, how old are you, uh, RCD? You're 26, right? 27 is fuck. 27, damn. You old, bro. But So you're 27. So wow, come on. anybody 30 and under that raps, raps on the internet, your fathers, your hip-hop, not like fathers, father like son, but your hip-hop fathers 
the two fathers are Soldier Boy and Little B. That's like fact. Little B is the internet guy that did this. Soldier Boy, these are y'all's guys. That's why all these young rappers, they give respect to Little B. That's why when Little B got jumped, A Boogie came out, oh, man, you know, uh, you know, he had to, he was sort of backtracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to call Little B. He gave Little B a call. Like, damn, you know, I didn't realize that you have a cult following. That Little B is a pioneer. That Little B, maybe not on the Mount Rushmore of West Coast rappers, but he's top ten as far as what he's done for the game. Not you know, not skills wise, but what he's done for the game. Um. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Lil B got and, and that's what I was speaking on. I didn't, I, I, I didn't mean that he was like you know not like you know in that realm. But I was just going off of like uh, you know uh, the lyrics going upon uh, guys that came from out here. So no, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like just just to clarify, like uh, when it comes to skills, he was not one of the guys. But when it comes to the uh, following that he's had in the the everything that's around him persona, this guy is, uh, he's a really big deal, 100%. What's he snitching? Do we consider that snitching? One thing before we get into that, the reason why he didn't, what your young guys Halfway need to snitching. understand is, what, what your young guys need to understand is the, the, the tight jeans, the tight clothes, that's cool and all. I'm not hating on it, but you need to get you some pants that get you Get you in the goddamn Verlander just gave up a fucking two run home run. Looks like same as last time. That's whack. Hey, so uh, y'all need to get you the pants that give you a little ballroom. Lil B got jumped by 10, 12 guys. They couldn't move. They couldn't bend down because their pants was too tight. So he didn't get – Lil B might have caught a good shot. <laughs> of the big guy. Big guy hit him in the ribs. That one probably hurt. He probably caught a few. He was a little bruised up, but that was real weak. Um, those were the weakest guys. They probably shouldn't even have posted that. Uh, that was real weak. And to end that, RC, I just no, no. Go, go ahead or about the snitching. What do you think about the snitching? Well, I, I, I felt like it was a, a halfway dry snitching. You, I mean, if if ever somebody was to interview me about oh what happened to you, uh, it seems like you had a problem with so and so, and they want to get some dirt on me. I'm not saying anybody's names. And uh, we'll just uh, figure it out at a later time. So uh, for him to keep mentioning his name, I, I feel what you're saying because you got to play both sides of it. Like we got to keep it consistent, 100%. So uh, for him to keep on putting a name out there, it's like uh, you know maybe it was a um, uh, adrenaline, heat of the moment, or you know stuff like that. But he knows what he did, and he was saying you know shit about him, like he said. And and there's always going to be retaliation when it comes to. Especially in hip hop, there's always like you know there's the guys that are the hold me back bros, and there's guys that are the let's do this together type shit instead of some one on one type shit. So I, I get what happened, and I understand that he was uh, probably you know a little messed up, and it, it's it, a little bit of embarrassment has to be in, in, involved in that, even though he was taking the high road. But if I had a final verdict on it, he was snitching. Yes. Base God, base God might have been snitching, but he is the base God. Lil B, protect Lil B at any cost. The the uh, the cameraman, if, I, if we see his face, he needs to get that work. Um, oh yeah, the dude recording. Anybody that was sucking. around, yeah, anybody that was around, watch Lil B get get baby jumped by a bunch of black like, hipsters. Ch- check it out, get, Will. Get check it out, Will. Let's just say, let's just say, me and you were at an event, like. Kicking it like how y'all, Janelle, Simon, all them were at the New York event for the Jacobs Golovkin fight. Imagine if we're all kicking it, just chilling. Like, oh shit, there's Lil B. We ain't gonna be rushing up to him to be all fanboys or whatnot. But if we see him get jumped, I'll probably be like, yo, y'all need to back the fuck up off Lil B. Like, for real, just because out of respect. Like, you know, and if, if if things escalate, they escalate. But for all those suckers that were chilling there watching the shit go down, man, sucker shit. I don't know how many times we're going to say it, but I think it's got to be the theme of the way people be acting with these these these, these camera devices that we all have. Sucker shit. Sucker shit. If me and if I'm around Lil B getting jumped, I'm raging up, and I'm coming in for, for 
throwing bows. That's what I thought, man. I wish oh, yeah. I was, if oh, I was yeah. there. Hey, I'm raging up. I'm taking at least five of them. Five of those guys, easy. That's that's about eight. Oh yeah, eight punches. Five are going. Uh, five are going down. Easy, easy work. Me and that big man, we gonna square up. Hey, I'm gonna be raised up, Lil B. If I see Lil B, I'm showing him nothing but love. I am a fan of Lil right, B. Right. Uh, 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 I'm uh, when he comes to the H. Every time I'm hitting it, he's coming in December. I will be hitting it. Uh, so you know, like I said, to just to just to end that, we're gonna say I'm gonna say. Y'all niggas need to protect Lil B at any cost. Boy should have been wet out there. But let the base guy live. He's about love and peace. So we're going to push that. Man, before we get into yeah, the next yeah. topic, I have to uh, check this girl's age. Uh, she is of age. So oh, I'm still. We ain't talking about our character. Am, no, no, no. <laughs> I just have to check the age just to make sure. My girl's in Daya. I don't know what her last name is. I just know we've seen her grow up uh, on a. On Disney Channel, I believe she's rocking this afro, and I want to give her two to three thumbs up on that. Hey, that is the young tender, and I uh, I'm not uh, afraid to say it, man. She's looking real good. I know you know RC. I know you're not into little petite things that you know you like them a little more bulky, a little more meat on the bone. But uh, you know, the, uh, have you seen that's Zendaya? not entirely true. Have you seen her out here rocking the fro? Looking, hey, looking elegant out here, dog. That I have not seen, man. But I will look it up right now. But to speak on it real quick, look, look, look we was talking about some uh, stuff about physique on women and stuff like that. And look, you got to remember when I'm saying stuff like this, I'm not talking about some woman to take home to mama to. I'm talking about women that I'm taking a red carpet to. Like, yo, Ronda Rousey is not the best-looking woman at all. Matter of fact, she might be a, a six-point-something on a good day. But if I'm walking with her on the red carpet, your boy's feeling like Nick Young when he was with, with Iggy Azalea. You know what I mean? You're taking a back seat, but you're still, uh, you know, high-profile and whatnot. So uh, that's just for one. But for two, respect for anybody rocking the Afro, especially if you you, you flying it out like that. Like, yo, uh, much props. I've been out here um, – I, I went to. Uh, I had to get advice from females on my social media pages of where I could get a wig piece at because I'm trying to get me a, a fat afro. I got one, but it's just not that fat, and I need to get a bigger afro for my Halloween costume coming up this Saturday, at which a party I'll be attending to. So um, much respect, and I definitely I'm not gonna keep the 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 pick that they give you that's involved with it because that shit's corny as fuck. I need to get me that pick with the with the black pick with the fist on the end of it. You know what I mean? So uh, much respect there. Uh, you got to let me know where I can see what you're talking about right now because uh, I mean, it'll definitely, if it's, on, if it's on IG, I'll get a double tap on it for sure. Well, yeah, I think you could just type in Zendaya, uh, Z-E-N-D-A-Y-A, on the, on, the, uh, on, the, on, the, on any search engine, and I'm pretty sure the first thing that's going to pop up is her in a fro looking extravagant at, remember, 21 years of age. So no, no R. Kelly, man. But let's move on, man. Speaking of speaking of Afros, your guy. Now, this is one of your guys. This is a, a, a light-skinned mixed brother out there who's been putting in a lot of work. Well, he has been putting in a lot of work. He's silently been uh, uh, putting out a lot of money. A movement. Yeah, look, silently been a face of a, a, a movement. Uh, we're talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick. Um, your boy, he just signed a one million dollar book deal with uh, some place called publisher called Random House, Random House Publishing. Um, you know, he doesn't get the NFL check, but at least he's get a little something. Uh, what do you think about uh, about your boy getting at least a little? Bit. You know what, man? I'm happy for it because you know what I think that uh, Colin Kaepernick is a guy who's definitely awoke right now, in which he was not for you know uh, uh, three quarters of his life. Uh, a guy who was disliked by most people because of the things that you would dislike a person for when they flaunt certain type of attributes of themselves, whether it be, you know, um, a, a guy who's got a good look to him or a guy who's got a physique or whatever, whatever success in, in, in San Francisco that he had at the time, all that type of stuff, the, the swag, whatever. You know, um, Colin Kaepernick, I was um, never a fan of him when he was at that point in time in his career. He went to the Nevada Wolfpack 
and Nevada Wolfpack was a rival of uh, Fresno State Bulldogs Athletics, where I'm at in Central California. So I was just like, look at this skinny dude, man. Put a hit on him, and that's all it takes. Never really got that, though. Um, and when he came to San Francisco, to this day, I'm still an Alex Smith guy. I always thought that Alex Smith was the right choice instead of putting Colin Kaepernick in with the gimmick-type plays. But, hey, everything works out the way it worked out. But when he woke up and, and um, really realized things that were bothering him and for him to take a stand by not standing and everything that this man has been through, uh, especially as you mentioned about him being silent, him being silent throughout this whole process has just shown the, the, the professionalism of him, uh, mannerism is that because there's a whole lot of things he could probably say and probably get a, a lot more money than that book deal gave him just for some dirt sheet interviews from whether it be GQ magazine, whether it be uh, TMZ, whether it be Sports Illustrated, all that stuff. A lot of people will throw big dollars at Colin Kaepernick just to hear him throw some shade at NFL owners or or Roger Goodell, who is a clown, or, or anything like that. Um, the the thing about it is, is Colin Kaepernick is. Uh, I think he's taking care of his money pretty well. And um, when he left San Francisco, a lot of people be like, "Well, why did he decide to?" to leave it out of his contract when he was expected to get, I believe it was like $16 million that next year if he would have just sat on the bench. But the thing about it is people don't do their homework. And Colin Kaepernick was told by John Lynch that he was going to get cut if he did not opt out and try to figure out what's going on. So he tried to get ahead a, a of the game, so to speak, by being a free agent and figuring out what he could do for his best for himself. So, uh, what happened happened, and what is going on is what's going on. That's why he's involved with the collusion deal right now of the NFL owners. And um, the uh, lawyer that he has right now, I can't remember the man's name off the top of my head, uh, searched him out, but he was involved in a really big case out here in Central California involving a, a, a really a really big murder that happened with the, or alleged murder that was going on with the man and his wife. Um, so he has a really prolific profile that is going to be in his corner when it comes to this collusion deal. And they say that they have fireworks that are going to be going off when it comes down to it. So uh, I think that if there's any kind of a voicemail or text message uh, that's going to be leaked, you know, whatever, whatever, who knows what's going to go down. Um, and the the man's name that's defending him is Mark uh, Garagos. You can look him up, uh, G-E-R-A-G-O-S, uh, a prolific name when it comes to the world of law where we can talk right now, but when it comes to when you're in a, a, a courthouse, it's a little bit different. But Colin Kaepernick getting this deal is really good because he could probably speak his mind on, on a whole lot of issues that's going on right now um, on pen and pad because there's a big following. Uh, when, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt, there was a petition for Green Bay fans signing for him to get uh, a chance to play for the, for the Green Bay Packers instead of Brent Hundley, who hasn't really looked that good. And it's nice to know that that happened in Green Bay. That also happened in Baltimore, which would have been a perfect spot for him because Baltimore, Maryland, is not one of the the prettiest places as you would think it, uh, imagine it to be. Is when you look at the M&T Bank Stadium that they have over for the Ravens. Uh, Colin Kaepernick is uh, a, a consummate profession for the way he's going about all this because he could easily be making a whole lot of noise, but he'd rather just stay quiet and put his money where his mouth is or where his mouth isn't at this point in time. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm really looking forward to it right now. Uh, I'm not really much of a, um, a, a book reader now that everything is going on where you can just read shit online and all that. I uh, recently purchased my, my first book in a while. With, uh, with uh, uh, the Michael Rappaport book that dropped out because uh, it dropped the, uh, two or three days ago talking about a whole lot of stuff going on. So uh, once this one goes out with Colin Kaepernick, I'll definitely give it a shot, uh, definitely check it out. But, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick, you got guys in the league that are a bunch of bums, and there's no secret about it that the man is being blackballed. You got clowns all over the league, and it's just something that's going to have to be proven because we all realize it, what's going on. It's a, it's not hard to see, but it's going to be hard to prove. And with Colin Kaepernick's book deal that he's got coming out, if something doesn't happen the way that they're going to – because it's going to go in a civil lawsuit because if it goes into a federal lawsuit at first, if he tries to go to a federal lawsuit, 
it's gonna give it's gonna uh, permit him to possibly get a job in the NFL. So that's why it's gonna go to a civil lawsuit, keep it on an understatement or uh, uh, underlying means, and and see if they can make it happen. But if it doesn't happen that way, then they will have to take it to a federal lawsuit, which will unfortunately permit him from getting a job by the NFL owners because of the logistics of everything that goes on in this crooked nation that we have, uh, or not that we have, but that we are under the umbrella of. So um, much respect to the company that gave him that deal. $1 million, it seems like a whole lot to me, but when you get a a, a million dollars for a guy like Colin Kaepernick who's just throwing money around to try to give the awareness to the youth and to everybody else out there and speaking up for people who cannot be heard whenever they speak up, much respect to that man. you know he's uh he's gonna be he's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna be remembered deep down the road because uh, I tell you something right now when the new CBA rule, uh, uh, rule comes in effect I think it's in 2020 or 2022 the NFL lockout will be a lot longer than what everybody thinks it will be because when it usually goes down. NFL players cave in and uh, they they take the money and they take the deal that they get as soon as they can because not only, one, do they want to play, but, two, not everybody is making Tom Brady-type money. So everybody's just trying to get that check. Shout-out to Antonio Cromartie. He's got a whole lot of kids to feed. So uh, I get it, but at the same time, people can't even turn on the football game without hearing about politics, and, and, and it rubs people the wrong way. But when it comes down to it, this whole thing that's going on right now, Colin Kaepernick is a seed instead of the public figure and which is perceived on where the man is, 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 is uh, causing a distraction or, or uh, disrespecting the flag, all this and that. So Colin Kaepernick will be, he will be looked upon as one of those guys down the road when things change. I don't think things will change immediately. The only thing that changed recently is people were jumping on the bandwagon. That's all that's happened this year. But it'll it'll come down to a few years from now when we actually see some change, and there'll be one guy to thank, and it's the the uh, half-breeded, light-skinned brother that you mentioned, and one, Colin Kaepernick. <clears throat> yeah, most definitely. I uh, Something's going to change, and we're going to see, you know, like you said, I respect thing about uh, Kaepernick, everything about what he's doing. Uh, I'm, I back him up 100%. I back all the guys that are out there uh, <clears throat> kneeling and speaking out. I back them 100%. Michael Bennett, um, I do not back up at all. Um, he is... <laughs> you haven't forgot about that, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, and he said something like he was dressed kind of like this guy. He sort of, I think he might just be slow, maybe. I don't know, but... I'm not backing him 100%. But uh, but I also understand on the other side that people don't want to hear it. Um, and it can get to the point where it's oversaturated. Right, right. And, and then so, you know, people don't want to watch it, uh, the NFL. So we'll see, you know, if the, uh, the sales of the NFL are going down and what these guys are willing to do when it comes to money-wise. We'll see if, uh, you know, you think they're going to stand up, but we'll see what happens. Uh, especially when they're offering that little money <clears throat> because people are watching right, them more. So. Right. Yeah, so and we'll I mean that's the happens. way that you affect. That's the way that's going to affect everything. Is it, it, it's got to affect the pockets before it it, it it affects the profits from everybody else. Like the the NFL owners and all those guys, like Jamel Hill. Much respect to her. You know she got suspended. She's currently back now with ESPN, who's in a fucking. They are in a a, a complete. They're like cornerbacks. They are backpedaling like crazy from what they're facing right now. They just fired the guys from Barstool Radio who got one who got one show and they got canceled off and and they were like saying that they did not know that they associated with Barstool, which was uh, they reached to the demographic of the young audience who are you know basically like frat boys, and I mean Barstool was in the title that they had hired previously. Um, I believe it was Kristen Ponder, his wife, I forget her name, but the only reason I know is because my man's a housewife now, Florida State Seminole, and uh, he, he, he's, uh, his, his girl was saying that the dudes that ESPN had hired had mentioned some derogatory 
uh, statements about women in ESPN, and it ended up cutting the show down because of it. And it's like they knew what they were doing in the first place. That's why they hired them. They want that young audience. Everybody in the media, they want the young demographic. Yeah, like we mentioned age earlier, they want the 21 to the 30-year-old audience because that's what's making the most noise. They are the people who is relevant when it comes to social media, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, or, or all that stuff. So that's the audience they're looking for. Ain't no old heads that are, you know, 45, 50 years old. Nobody's that, nobody out there other than guys who are working for the media is going to be tweeting, talking like Donald Trump. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it's, 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 it's uh, make it, they're, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a whole lot of smoke coming out right now. But at the same time, it's going to be a slow process. You know, baseball took a, 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 a few years before Jackie Robinson got in and started making noise and all that stuff. So it's going to take time for this stuff to really sink in and make some change. But I believe when, when it comes down to it, it, it will be a bigger deal than what they are expecting it to be. So uh, much respect to everybody who's, you know, playing a part. Guys like, uh, you know, Chris Long, uh, guys like Malcolm Jenkins, guys who are actually putting their money where their mouth is, you know, donating game checks and all that stuff. Much respect because uh, it, it takes a lot, you know, for people to speak up and, and really be about it. And um, I really think that we are in a point in time right now where race, racism in itself is at its highest peak that it's ever been in right now. You know, I can't even – look at my neighbors or, or somebody who I think is a cool person, like, without thinking, like, did this motherfucker vote for Trump? Does he think that the same shit this person's thinking? It's just like that right now. And, um, you know, uh, uh, luckily we keep a small circle and we keep the close folks that's close to us like how we do. I mean, we still rocking and all that. We're going to keep rocking. That's going to never stop. But, you know, uh, if Colin Kaepernick had never took that knee or not even the knee, if he never sat down, during what he sat down upon and, and everything that happened before, who knows what will be going on right now. But it, it's going to be something that's got to affect the owner's pockets. For one, like Jamel Hill said, if you really want to make change, just don't support some of these sponsors that they get. Because if the sponsors aren't going to get the money that they're used to getting when it comes to sponsoring these guys where they got the money from, that's when they're going to say, you know what, we'll just cut off from this we'll find someone else that we could get a sponsor from and make some money, hopefully, and try to make up for that. But if the money ain't coming in, that's when we're going to start seeing change. And that's going to be a thing that's going to be something that's going to take time to do. So uh, the good thing about it is right now is that everybody seems to be um, aware of what's going on right now, but all it takes is for people to get knowledgeable from what's really going on right now, because it's all sugar-coated, gentrified and all that when when we got President Trump talking about the NFL more than he should be talking about uh, everything that's going on, whether it be school and whether it be health, uh, all that stuff. So um, it, it, it's it's a crazy world we're living in today, my man. 2017 has been um, it's been something else, and I mean, starting towards the end of 2016 when when he took over. So, uh, but but let's not get it twisted, man. I have not. I've been a Colin Kaepernick guy. And I, I'm rocking with everything my man's doing and everything that I, I preach equality every day on social media. And, yeah, I lose followers. I lose friends and all that stuff. But I also gain some good people at the same time. So if anybody ever thinks that I'm being a racist person towards white people and all that stuff because we know the things that I, you know, I occasionally tweet. I don't trust white boys on the, on the basketball squad and all that. Sacramento, we ain't really got too many of them. But – if it comes down to it, like, it, there's nothing like that, man. I, I Like, you know, guys like Bruce Maxwell on the Oakland Athletics who took the first knee in baseball, um, and there's just there's just so many guys out there who are, um, you need a voice of, for, from them, from their side to speak upon, and, and we get it going from there, like Michael Rappaport. And then you got uh, Donald Trump who, I mean, there's so, so many things I could say about the man. Um, I really rather not go there. But for anybody who thinks that this is one of those um, shows that has an agenda towards one direction and that's it, cut the shit, man. Like I have no racism towards any white people or anything like that. Most likely, I'll be dating a white girl, so uh, that just debunks that theory. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, man. What? I really, the way I see it, 
Kaepernick makes this uh, movement has a lot of uh, effect on the NFL. And these guys, you know, they they lose a little, you know, NFL starts losing a little money and and its popularity goes down. And then we could get more more brothers to play baseball, and baseball will be great again. So, hopefully, you know. (laughs) But one thing, one thing, though, Will, one thing – one thing I want to say though is like we could agree. I I think that when before the season started, I was all in like, yo, Cap's gonna get a job if somebody gets hurt. But right now, Cap's career is done. He's never gonna play again. Do you you think that? Oh yeah. I'm a little off on that. I think his career is over. He's never gonna play again. No, he's done. Just like the uh, old boy that punched the chick. Uh, what's his name? Um, the running back. Oh, he, Ray Rice. He's done. <laughs> Ray Rice, you know, just like uh, yeah. just like Johnny Menzel, like these guys are done, and they're uh, they're never coming back. So you know, much respect to him. Those that he, he he sacrificed his career. Hopefully, uh, you know, he can. I think he's giving all this stuff away, so he's going to be living off of you know means that he could probably afford. You know, he's getting million dollar deals. He'll be able to write books, do talk right. shows, do stuff right. like that, lead the movement. So he'll be able to eat and live and, uh, you know, still make a difference. So, you know, shout out to Kaepernick, man, and, and we'll see how it goes, man. So before we get out of here, man, um, we're going to talk about something serious, but we're going to just talk about this boy, uh, George H.W. Bush, uh, getting uh, <laughs> getting uh, accused of sexual harassment like four years ago. Now, George Bush by this chick, uh, Heather, Heather Lyon, Heather Lynn, or something like that. George Bush is like, uh, let me see how old this guy is. So this, George Bush is. He's old 80, as dirt. 90 years old. <laughs> Who knows how old this guy is? So she says, so, so this is this girl, Heather Lynn. She's talking about, uh, you know, since everything's been coming out about this guy, Harvey Weinstein, she wanted to put her little Me Too moment in. And, and what we got is she says, but when I got a chance to meet uh, George H.W. Bush four years ago to promote a historical television show I was working on, he sexually assaulted me while I was posing for a similar photo. He didn't shake my hand. He touched me from behind. He touched me from behind from his wheelchair and his wife, Barbara, by his side. He told me a dirty joke. You know, then she says, you know, Bush would, yeah. So she's out here. This guy's in the wheelchair. He's probably 95 years old. Four years ago, that makes him 91. I'm trying to see how old this guy is because he's old as hell. Uh, he's out there. Did he touch her butt? They're showing the, they're showing the picture up here on TMZ. She's smiling. If he touching the butt, probably you know I can see an old guy doing that, an old president getting away oh, yeah. with that, a little dirty oh, joke. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that. I bad, would if I was man. old. Yeah, you I just say, fun. hey, it is what it is. You know, she's a okay. You know, I'm not mad at that man. <laughs> yeah, that is funny though. Like you know, the bushes. Uh, you know, it, it, it not only when it comes to how you mentioned, like, a guy could get away with that when it comes to presidency, but I'm pretty sure if there was a vote on percentages for women that work into the uh, uh, the facilities where they take care of the older folk, pretty sure that a whole lot of the demographic would be older white guys who are pulling some shit like that. Like, I, I know a woman who actually uh, works in something like that, and she would tell me things like that on the regular and I, I mean, you know, it's funny to think about if you were an old man, like I just mentioned, if I was an old man, even though you called me an old man earlier when I said I'm 27, but if I was, say, 77 or 87 and was pulling some stuff like that, it almost seems like it's shits and giggles. But at the same time, you know, uh, taking it back to my age right now, if, if, if I had Snowflake that was going to work like that and she was telling me about some old dude uh, grabbing up on her and stuff like that. I probably want to take a, give him a little visit and, and, and give him something that uh, Alzheimer's would not allow him to forget. But um, but what if she uh, said it know, was the president? What if she was like, "Hey, President Bush, just he 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 sort of tapped off us. <laughs> you know, he's sitting in a wheelchair, so he's already butt level, right? So he he taps my butt and says a little crazy joke. 
you know, are you gonna what you gonna you gonna go try to fight him? He's gonna, you know, it is messed up. Nah, you know, you think about it, but you know, I'm not even. Nah, long, you know, he's ninety. He's, he's ninety three now. <laughs> God so this damn. guy was eighty nine. Uh, eighty nine year old. She's like this eighty nine year old guy. She's gonna happen one time. Those four years ago never happened again. You know, he has. Whoa. They came out. And he apologized. Said he wouldn't intentionally cause anyone distress. And he most sincerely apologized if his attempts at humor offends misled, offended misled. So, you know, yeah, he came out. His intent of humor. I don't know about all that. That's some. That's some uh, covering his bases type shit. Like, if it's a president, yeah, you can't do nothing about that. You don't want to end up like the man who was working at the Las Vegas uh, security who was supposed to do an interview with the people being the first guy who got shot at when he was breaking into his room and ended up disappearing. My man's Mike got the men in black treatment and ended up getting a vision where he's like, you know what, you were, your new name is Pablo, and you are also a Trump supporter. Go live a happy life. I don't want to be that guy. Not me. So uh, when it comes down to that, like if it's a president and he's probably – you know, groping up on you, like, I never, like, you know, uh, snowflake be bartending and stuff like that. Go ahead and flirt back. Probably wear something a little more voluptuous where we could get a whole lot of more, ch- we get some more checks coming in, a little bit more paper coming in. But that's just me. I'm a, uh, uh, I have, I've never been married, don't have any kids, so um, that's how I look at the situation. Since you, I, but, but Willa, you're the one asking all the questions. I understand you're the host and all that, but I got to ask you, if let's say your wife was working for something like that and that was brought up to you, what would you do? Because I'm saying I wouldn't do anything right now but try to get some more money coming in. Uh, you can't fuck with a president. That's probably like, you know, that, that goes without saying. No, most definitely. I will probably try to see what I could do to silently get some cash, you know, maybe. Or I might just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More than likely I'm a charger to the game though, you know. Hey, she comes and says, you know, she's that night like oh <laughs> but I'll be like, Damn, damn. You know, what you want me to do? I'm that's probably what I'll do. What you want me to do? Act <laughs> like I'm in the shower. You know, you don't want to mess respect. with the president. This guy was eighty nine. Hey, it ain't gonna happen again. Hey, don't go around him again. That's why I would say, hey, don't, don't go around that fool again. You know, uh, you know, I'm not really, you know, I'm not mad That's at that. Fact. I'm mad at, but I ain't that mad. She ain't at eight. You know, she's thirty, thirty-five year old. Hope I think maybe I don't know how old she is. She looks like she's a bit of middle-aged woman, so she can get a grab from the president one time. So, man, I want to. Yeah, she probably like that too. Yeah. I want to appreciate. I want to say uh, thank you to this boy RC for uh, we appreciate you coming on and uh, co-hosting this uh, Will and Wilt episode number twenty-two. Uh, since Will is uh, Wilt is here, we back on even numbers now with no more halves, point five. So we're back at twenty-two. Uh, so uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here, RC? No, nah, man. I'm, I, I'm just glad that uh, I was able to come on and. And uh, try to give the people some uh, an extra perspective of things that they probably don't think about because you know a lot of people might think of me as you said once before being the Hispanic Alex Jones, but I, I like to think that I think outside the box and see between or read between the lines, see between the mist, all that good stuff. So um, it, it's just good here to get a platform in which where we can speak our mind and 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 let people know some things that they probably weren't thinking of. So, um, you know, it's always good to come here and talk about sports. We could talk about politics. We could talk about everything in general in life when it comes to entertainment and all that stuff. And, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's a blessing, like Lil B said. It's a blessing to come here and, and, and have a voice for the people who don't have a voice. Uh, so um, I want to thank you for having me on more so than you thanking me for coming on because – just what I'm doing right now, like coming here, is just what I do every day, and 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 uh, it, it just goes unheard from uh, unless you you have a circle that you know is in my circle. So, uh, Will, I appreciate it, my man. You're you're a great host, and I, I, I you you my man, fifty grand, and I'll ride with it to the wheels fall off. So, uh, thank you for having me on, my man, and um, uh, hopefully. Hopefully that uh, uh, people didn't get offended with some of the stuff I said. But you know what? The truth is just like vegetables. 
You might not like the way it tastes, but it's good for you. <laughs> no, I, pre- I appreciate it, man. Uh, so, yeah, shout out. Y'all uh, look for my boy Wilt on Facebook, uh, Joseph Wilt. Let me make sure we call we call it right, man. Make sure. When y'all oh, yeah, we that, gotta uh, get that. We gotta get that. Uh, we gotta get that. Uh, GoFundMe started up for Wilkes, man. I, I, yeah, y'all hit that man. Put uh, in there. <laughs> y'all hit that man. Uh, uh, that dollar sign. Write him a little. Uh, write him a little post. Uh, you know, when you go to that messenger, hit him on messenger. Write him a little. Uh, a, a little. Uh, get well note. Uh, get his uh, internet together note, and then. Press that button and send him a little something so he can uh, he can be with us next. <laughs> oh, so, one more I thing, pre- Willa. One more thing, Willa. One more thing before go you, ahead. I, go I'm ahead. Go ahead. Break it up. But one more thing. We mentioned about LA going on right now, and I'm pulling Houston strong for the Astros. Anybody out there that knows about the fiasco going on with the Los Angeles Lakers, your boy Willa Lonzo Ball is going against my boy John Wall tonight, seven thirty. Prime time, and we'll see if the self-proclaimed best two-way guard in the game in John Wall gives up more than ten points to High Yellow Lonzo. Hey, you said your guy. Hey, how many guys do you have? Not many. A few. I got a starting five and a bench for sure. John Wall is one of my favorite point guards in the league. Big Blue Nation, Boogie Cousins' best friend. You know how I feel about Boogie Cousins. Oh, okay. All right, well, uh, you know, just making sure. So, uh, all right, man, well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Laker. I'm not a Laker fan whatsoever. I, you know, I just like the, the people. I usually cheer for the guy that people hate, and they're hating this young man for no reason, man. So, uh, you know, we'll see what's up. And like I said, again, appreciate you coming. And uh, we'll see y'all next week on Will and Wilt. Like I said, uh, hopefully the Astros will be playing still, maybe. So we'll see. All right, man, RC, we'll holler at you. We'll catch y'all next week. Will and Wilt, peace.